at a time when investors are confronted with market volatility and a variety of challenges fueled by the uncertainty of inflation, unsettled geopolitical tensions, and economic pressures, Justin Klein and Steve Peasley stand ready to take your finance and investment questions and share their unbiased answers. This is Invest Talk, independent thinking, shared success. Invest Talk is made possible by KPP Financial, a registered investment advisor firm serving clients throughout the United States. The clarity for your path forward starts now. Here is KPP Financial President, financial advisor, Steve Peasley. I'm Steve Peasley. I'm here today on this radio program podcast to help you make the most of your portfolio strategy and the decisions that you have to make every day. So what are you? What kind of decisions are you making today? Any? Is your decision is to do, do nothing? As long as that's a conscious decision, I'm okay with that. But you still got to make decisions. So maybe I can help you with a direction. Maybe I can give you some information that you need that you could use. And you can call our anytime number. It's open now, seven days a week. Uh, but we're live, 4 to 5 Pacific time, Monday through Friday. So the number is 888-99-CHART. 888-99-CHART. I've got a lot of material to discuss with you today. My focus point today concerns recession fears aside, the U.S. GDP rose 2.9% in the fourth quarter. Hmm. So a sharp slide in the housing helped hold down the GDP more than a point or so, but we still ended up with a positive GDP of 2.9%. Government spending, private investment helped. So what's going on there? What do we? Why, what we just got the two point nine percent for the last quarter. That means officially we're out of a recession because the quarter before that it rose a fraction. The two quarters before that it fell. So it depends, right? It depends. Uh, right now, um, time permitting, I'm also going to discuss some other things. I want to talk about inflation, the PCE number, if I can. What's that look like? Uh, why a bank would close your a checking or savings account? You know they can close your account themselves if they want to, then close it down. So what would be the reasons for them doing it? Because they usually want your money, right? And finally, U.S. productivity is stalling. One in five workers admit to doing the bare minimum at work. So we have a problem with productivity. That productivity goes to quality of life. I mean, if you have, if you've got a bunch of workers that are non-productive, that means no one can buy and afford anything. Basically, that's what that means. But you know, that and that means you can't improve your lot in life. Productivity means everybody makes more money. Of course, you're going to say, "Oh, the corporations keep it all." Well, they do. They keep a great deal of it. It is their money, right? But they also will start, you know, paying them sal- higher salaries because they have to. There's a competition. We've seen that in the last couple of years, have we not? Anyway, so those are the things we're going to talk about. Also, uh, we've got some people calling in on the voice bank. Want to talk about Vail. Want to talk about direction. The S&P 500, 300% leveraged fund, you know, ETF. So we'll talk about that. It's Friday, so I also will share highlights from the newest KPP Premium Newsletter. That's coming up about halfway through the program. So we got lots of stuff to do. We do. What the market do today? Dow was up 29, the NASDAQ was up 109, and the S&P was up 10. 
Now, why? Maybe because it was from the good GDP news from the fourth quarter? I don't know. Could be, but no one really knows. So that's what happened in the market today. So first, why don't we go ahead and start with our first caller of the day. Hi, Steve and Justin. Uh, just calling to ask you guys about CRGY, uh, Crescent Energy. It's a small cap value oil company, uh, gas, natural gas. Just wondering what your thoughts are on it. I have a position in it and uh, didn't know if it was a good one to keep. It's starting to go down. I'm not 100% sure why or if it's something I should hold on to for the future and see what happens. Uh, look forward to your answer. Thank you. Well, it's a $12.40 stock, uh, earning $2.85 next year. So down from three fifty-three this year. It's going to be down 19% earnings next year. Sales growth has still looked pretty strong. Most recent quarter, September quarter, is up 137%. But, you know, you're dealing with a $2 billion company called Crescent Energy, CRGY, out of Houston, engaged in exploration production of oil and gas properties across 48 states in the United States. So it's a, it's a, it's a, a driller, okay, a company that's looking for oil, an oil company. Uh, let's see if I can read what might be the problem. They have high debt. That's a problem right there. They have a lot of debt. I see that. The price earnings ratio is pretty darn low. It's like five. And that's very strong. The dividend they paid is 5.1%. I'd have to do more research to see if they've been paying that for a long time or is that first this year. Management owns 23% of the companies. Mutual funds own 35% of the company. Companies, but mutual funds have been steady. They haven't been buying or selling. The stock is in a sideways pattern. Um, I don't know enough about it. I dig into that debt and you know how much of their cash flow can cover that debt. That would be my biggest concern, and therefore the dividend might not come through. So that'd be my biggest concern. That's what I would look at. I'm I'm, I'm skeptical on this one. C R G Y. We're headed into a break. I welcome your participation. No question is too simple or too complex. You can call the shots. When you call InvestTalk with your questions, 888-99-CHART. In today's world, a variety of factors are affecting the stock markets. Serious investors know building a secure financial future requires hard work and determination. That's why now, more than ever, when it comes to the planning, execution, and maintenance of your portfolio, you need InvestTalk. With total downloads nearing 50 million, each InvestTalk podcast should be one of your key financial planning and educational tools. InvestTalk is a free download. And hosts Justin Klein and Steve Peasley stand ready to provide their unbiased guidance and professional analysis developed from real-time data research and years of investing experience. 24-7, rain or shine, during smooth sailing or on rough weather days, the Invest Talk listener line is open and waiting for your questions. You set the agenda. Don't forget to call InvestTalk, 888-99-CHART. Everybody wants a secure financial future, but getting there takes strategy, discipline, and unbiased guidance. You've come to the right place. Invest Talk. 
888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve or Justin. This is Brooke from Michigan. I just had a question, hoping to get some of your insight on putting my money away a long term. I know you guys talk about putting money into the SMP, but what's your thoughts on putting into ticker symbol SPXL three times the SMP? I'm 25, so this would be long term. Just looking to get your thoughts on putting it into SPXL versus the SMP. Thank you. Looking to your forward hearing the answer. Okay, this is a direction ETF, direction fund, which they specialize in these leveraged funds. So this is three times, three times S&P 500, 300%. They leverage it 300%. So the, to do the leverage, they got to pay fees, right? And I don't know how they, how they can do that uh, 300 times leverage. I mean, I, they could use different positions, but usually they're contracts between third parties and them, and we don't know anything about that. We don't know how strong the third parties are. So my biggest fear is these these leverage funds may not be able to stay in existence, and they might disappear because they, you know, in a very strong bear market, they might go out of business because they can't afford to stay in it because there's too many people trying to cash out and cash out means driving the stock down more usually. You know, so it's all, it's a problem. So I would prefer that you stay with just a regular S and P 500 fund. Yes. It's only one times cause there's no leverage. You're actually buying the stocks on these two and three time funds. You're not buying the positions. You're having contract agreements with third parties about an index, but you're not buying the stocks themselves. So I'd rather see you buy the stocks by buying the actual S&P 500. That's what my thoughts are. My focus point today concerns the story behind the recession fears aside, the U.S. GDP rose 2.9% in the fourth quarter. Now, a sharp slide in housing pulled it down, where boost in government spending and private investment pulled it back up. So that's what we're dealing with, you know, Let's put it this way. We were technically in a recession last year, right? Remember we talked about it on the radio. We had the second quarter in a row of shrinkage of GDP. Then the third quarter came out just a little bit positive, and the fourth quarter just came out now at 2.9% growth in the fourth quarter. But most experts feel we are going to go into a, a mild recession at the very least this year, 2023. Mild recession. But they're not agreement as to whether the stock market is going to go down. Doesn't necessarily, I mean, is, is that price of the stock market already built into a, a mild recession? And when will the Fed turn? You know, turn from being shrink, uh, the raising interest rates that would squeeze the economy to lowering interest rates to help boost it. And there will be a turn. Will it be later this year? Late in the year? Or maybe not, maybe next year. But this, this, uh, we just got to talk about this. The market, you know, consumer spending, which accounts for about 68% of the GDP, increased 2.1% for the quarter. That was down from 2.3. Then we have inflation, right? The inflation eats into GDP. Inflation is 4.7. You know, if you're, and your GDP growth was 4.7, actually, it's net zero. So, 
Will this consumer keep spending? That's kind of key. There's plenty of jobs this week. They had a pretty low uh, jobless claims, much lower than everybody expected. Under the, so you know, jobs are still plentiful. So it's a very unusual situation we have here. I mean, the, the market I think plunged. Yeah, here it is. It says twenty six point seven percent plunge in residential fixed investments, homes. So that's what dragged the fourth quarter down. And are we going to have the same kind of drag this quarter? I don't think so. I think it'd be actually a little bit better, even though the mortgage rates are very high. It's a very complex, moving puzzle that no one really knows. Even after reading this article, my conclusion was, they're not sure about anything, just like everybody else. Okay. We're heading into a break. Justin and I are happy to play your recorded voicemail questions, but we love talking live, taking live calls. We love taking live calls. Our number never changes and it never closes. 888-99-CHART. Steve Peasley is here and ready to take your calls live. Invest Talk 888-99-CHART. Well, hello there. This is Austin from Texas, and I was just calling a quick question for either Steve or Justin about ticker symbol INFY. Uh, at the time that I am recording this, it's trading at about $18.68.67. And based on what I've learned from you guys, which I'm extremely appreciative, I've learned so much, I've got a, a small position. It's a very small position. It's down about 15% in Infosys. I'm very limited on knowledge in the tech and tech consulting space. At first, I did like this, but I didn't know as much as I do now. What, based on my information, it's showing it. It's a pretty big market cap, 77 billion, about 77.8 billion, and trading volume is about 3.3 million. I do have a target price of around 24 dollars. If it's going to end up being a long-term hold, that's what I want to find out from you, what your opinion in a, is on this. I I would want to buy, if it drops, continues to drop, it's on a downtrend right now. I would love to uh, to get your opinion on Infosys. Again, thank you guys for, for all that you do and, uh, and appreciate you. Uh, and thank you ahead of time for, uh, for getting back to me. Have a good one. Okay, Infosys, most of the information he provided is accurate, okay? It's an Indian provider of software reengineering systems, integration, infrastructure management, $79 billion company, 78 79 They're going to make $0.84 cents a share next year after making $0.72 cents a share this year, and then $0.69 cents a share last year, 62 before. So every year, their earnings per share has been going up. Sales are still increasing, even though the, the, the increase, the growth of sales has slowed. 8% in the most recent quarter, 12% before that, 16% before that. So it's still growing, but slowly. This is a very cyclical stock, okay? It has to economic cycle, and that's why we're having trouble in the last year or so because it was trading at, you know, $26 a share, and now it's down to 18 I think if I, when I'm looking at the chart, I, the comp, you're probably right. It's worth about $25. I think if it has hit the bottom right around the $16.40 to $17 area and it retested that bottom, 
a few weeks ago, and then I think this would probably be a good time to pick it up if you want to buy some. Um, and if you're a long-term holder, yeah, it will get back up to $25, I, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure it get back up to that. Info, uh, Infosys, I-N-F-Y is the symbol, everybody. Okay? Okay, uh, information, uh, inflation has slowed. We know, you know, we've taken a look at the numbers coming out. The inflation has peaked. It's now going over. The Fed likes to look at the PCE number, which came out today. Year-over-year inflation went from 5.5% down to 5%, okay, for the previous month, December. So, and core inflation uh, is at one-tenth percent. They expected, it was at two-tenths percent. They actually expected that to go up, and it didn't. So... Uh, will come in higher. So, and what was really interesting, durable goods report for December was up 5.6% when the year before, the month before, it was shrinking 1.7. So I had to take a closer look at that. What? That's a huge number. What the hell happened there? It was Boeing selling jets. Boeing, you know, uh, is, is, I think it's up one-tenth of 1% without Boeing without the transportation sector. So Boeing really, really did a number on the num on the overall uh, report thinking it's much better than it is because it's not that good. So what we see is the economy is still flumping around, still moving forward, slowing. And I think that 2.9% GDP for the fourth quarter, I think that was the good GDP, and it's going to be down for the first quarter this year. Okay, on Friday, I generally make a quick rundown on the key benchmarks. Two-year Treasury yield is at 4.2%. Two-year Treasury will pay you 4.2% a year. If you bought a 10-year Treasury for 10 years, you get less than that, 4.183%. Okay, and that's called an inverted inverted curve, an inverted yield curve. And the, the short-term yields are higher than the long-term yields. It's usually very negative, and we've had that in the U.S. 2 and 10 year for, might be approaching a year. I mean, it's been a long, 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 long time. So, one thing is interesting, it's getting closer to uninvert. Uninvert. 4.2 to 4.183. That's close as it's been in a long time. We'll see. Okay. Uh, let's see. Let's talk about gold. Gold price is 19.29 per ounce. Last week was 19.27. Two weeks ago, 19.20. Yeah, you go way back. I don't know. 12 weeks ago it was 16.52. So it's made a move here in the recent couple months. Silver 23.51, and that's acted right along with gold. I mean, really hasn't done a lot last year. Neither, no precious metal did well last year. Oil is seventy nine sixty a barrel. Last week was eighty one. So you've seen prices go up; they'll start to ease again. It's just staying in that kind of area. It's just what it is. We're headed into a break. It is Friday. The weekend is here, or almost here. But now I welcome your financial investment questions. No questions too simple or too complex. You set the agenda. Call Invest Talk eight 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 ninety nine chart. got finance and investment questions 
and Justin Klein and Steve Peasley are ready with their unbiased answers. Don't forget to call Invest Talk 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Love to hear from you. Let's talk to Alberto in San Jose. Hi, Alberto. How's it Hello, going? Steve. How's it going? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Yeah, I'm calling to ask about Lucid. I know it gained quite a bit of momentum due to some rumors it was going to get acquired. I want right. to get your opinion about it. Well, it's already a pretty large market cap stock for doing very little in sales. It's a $21 billion company, so someone buying it has to cough up a lot of money for a company that doesn't make money, but sales are going very fast. But we're talking about hundred last quarter to $200 million in sales. The quarter before that was $100 million. So it's you know, doubling in sales. Uh, it won't can't keep that up, obviously. But it, it, the Lucid is LCID designs and manufactures captivating all electric high performance luxury vehicles. Okay, so that's what they're doing. They're selling high performance luxury electric cars, which you know we don't know if that business model will work. I don't know. I think it's a very high risk. I wouldn't be a buyer of it. It loses lost a dollar twenty eight this next this year. Kind last year it lost a dollar forty. Year before three dollars and forty eight cents. Year before that four dollars. It's losing money. So I, I know that growth companies look like this, but this is a pretty high risk chance. And it's not something that's very uh, stable. That fifty one percent debt management owns only two percent, which you would think they would own more, but maybe because it's you know I don't know why. Not for me. Okay? 888-99-CHART. The KPP Premium Newsletter was finished today and will be distributed tomorrow to subscribers. Uh, Here's a preview, part of it, just a fraction of it. In the market conditions sections, we explained that in the last five trading days, the S&P 500 was up over 2.5% as the market digests better than expected GDP numbers from Q4. U.S. real GDP rose 2.9% in Q4, slightly more than the expected 2.8 increase. Consumer spending, which makes up almost 70% of the GDP, rose 2.1% in December, the quarter. So that, you know, it was slightly lower than the quarter before, but it still was nice, nice move. It was all good news across classes of the housing market continued to slide with a 26% drop in the residential fixed income index, resulting in a detraction of 1.3% from the overall GDP. So with a slide, the housing market and easing off of consumer spending trends, some analysts believe that the economy is losing momentum and moving ever closer to a mild recession. Okay, and that's probably what's going to happen. It looks like that's what's going to happen. We'll see. Okay, but it's not all good news, by the way. You know, so housing was off. Another blow to the cryptocurrency industry happened this week as the Federal Reserve denied Custodia Bank's application to become a member of the Federal Reserve System. Its rejections, though, not surprising, was based on its perceived level of risk from being primarily focused on digital assets. Tech giant Microsoft and Intel offered ab- bad, very p- 
poor forward-looking earnings forecast this week. Some analysts are concerned this could be a, a, a beginning of a slump in the personal computing and cloud-based software. So you might see softness in those types of stocks. The month of January, January will close out next week as equity markets buck the trend of widespread sell-offs that ended 2022, pretty much at a sour note. Next week, we'll bring more earnings announcements from some of the world's largest companies, GM, Apple, Alphabet, Amazon. Investors can expect heightened volatility next week surrounding these earnings. Of course, there's more in the newsletter. We have, you know, Stock picks, uh, there's a section on stock picks. We give you two every week. One is a company that is neck and neck with Philip Morris International, the race to the largest listed global tobacco company. It pays a huge dividend. Currently trades at 11 PE. So that was that was a good solid company. Doesn't have much growth prospects, but that's okay. You can get huge dividends while you're just waiting for it to go up a little bit. You know, so... That's good news. Uh, there was also an integrated energy company with 30 gigawatts of electric generation capacity and more than 90,000 miles of electric transmission and distribution lines. It owns a liquefied natural gas export facility in Maryland is in constructing and is, and is constructing a 5.2 gigawatt wind farm off Virginia Beach coast. Okay, the company's dividend, you know, looks strong. Okay, let's see. Um, excuse me, my eyes are watering. Uh, the company's dividend uh, yields and growth and delivers solid returns. So they're pretty solid. And the current dividend is 4.3%. Of course, on the newsletter, we give you names. You know, we don't, we just, I just can't do it over the air. The SEC doesn't like that. So we don't, we can't. Um, so here's a sample teaser of the latest KPP Premium Newsletter. Subscribers receive the full edition via email each Saturday. And they also get the Portfolio Consumer Watch sections. Learn more and subscribe anytime at investtalk.com. Okay. Let's see. Why don't we go ahead and take another call? Let's go to Nick in Manhattan Beach. How you doing, Nick? Hey, Steve. Happy Friday to you. Thank you. Thanks for calling. Yeah, um, I'm calling about Adma Biologics, ticker ADMA. Okay. Um, you know, uh, management preliminarily released uh, revenue guidance, and oh. it indicates um, about an 89% year-over-year increase in revenue right. over 2021 revenue levels. And they also gave some projections uh, saying, you know, it's likely that revenue will grow to $210 million in the coming year, which is 40% over this year's revenue. So. Yeah. Sales are growing like a weed. Um, they just never made a, another, yeah. another story. Yeah, they but, never um, made money yet. Yeah, but the the implication is that they probably will. Um, the FDA has already approved some of their, um, let's just call them products, mm-hmm. and uh, the scuttlebutt is that another approval is on the way. Um, they're expected to become cash flow positive in the second half of this year, and I think that the stock price is has been rising in anticipation of that, and I think it will continue to. This is a speculative bet of mine. I was wondering what you think about. As a speculative um, bet, as a speculative bet, I think it's a. It's, I think it's a pretty good bet, as a speculative, and I think this price is probably as good as any other because the growth rate is 100 percent, you know, a year or uh-huh. more. So it's very hard to know exactly what it's worth until they start making money, 
And you're right. Their money, they they the amount of money they lose has gone down every year for five years. So they're going to lose 19 cents a share this year. They lost 32 cents a share last year, 51 before, the year before that, 89 before that. So that it is all moving in the right direction. But you know, this is a very speculative stock, as you say. Mutual funds are buyer. There were 72 of them last March, and now now there's 190 mutual funds that own the stock. Management owns four percent. Funds owed forty percent, so I like the fact that mutual funds are participating. So far as a speculative with the stock price at three dollars sixty-seven cents, I think it's cheap enough that you know it was a dollar twenty, and it's had been a huge move, and the trend is up. So I, I, I have no problem with you speculating with a small part of your portfolio, but this is speculation. Good good luck with it, Jason. Uh, Nick, I hope it works for you. Let's go to Jason in Illinois. Hi, Jason. My coffee. You're welcome. I was calling today about Norwegian Cruise Lines. I just wanted to get your take on it to see if you thought it was a buying opportunity or your thoughts on this, this stock. Uh, I was to hold it for about 10 years. This is Norwegian Cruise Line? Yes. Okay. Uh, they're a Norwegian Cruise Line. Everybody out of Miami headquarters operates a cruise line servicing North America, Europe, uh, Central and South America and the Caribbean. Uh, they're in huge debt. This is my biggest issue. They had to go in debt because they were making no money. They lost eight dollars a share in 2020, eight dollars a share in 2021. They lost four dollars and forty-six share in 2022, and they're hoping to make a dollar, a dollar four this year. That's the estimate. Finally, turned back to a profit. Now, before COVID, they were making three, four, five dollars a share for the three or four years before COVID. So, if they ever got back to that, the stock could go back to fifty. Okay, if they get back to that, the problem is they have a huge debt that they had to take on, and they got to pay that off or pay it down, and that may hurt earnings tremendously for for several more years. So, there, there's where your problem is. Yeah. Ten years from now, if they survive, they'll be back up to fifty. Sure, five years, maybe even sooner. But you know, you got—they had something they hadn't had to deal with before, and they had debt, but not this much. This is really a big debt load. So that's your biggest danger. Okay, good luck with it. I hope it works for you. Okay, thank you, Steve. Jason. Thanks. Well, there is no denying that we're in the new market environment. That's for sure. Uh, time marches on. Serious investors understand they need to be able to adjust their thinking and strategies and you know we've asked you and pleaded with you to think value funds value stocks over growth stocks for the last year and a half so we're still doing that we think uh, the value part of the market is still in value stocks whereas tech stocks even though a lot of them have been beat up still is overpriced that tech sector so what are you going to do? Your retirement day is coming up. You got to do something with your finances. You got to grow the. No matter what kind of environment you're in, you got to grow the money. You want to. You want to become financial secure. You want the freedom. Well, maybe we can help you here at KPP Financial. Justin Klein and I, 
meet with clients, talk about their portfolios. Uh, we will give you advice on your portfolio without trying to sell you anything, if that's what you want. Or if you need a money manager, someone to manage it for you, we'd be happy to do that. We're in Orange County in California. We can do business across the United States because we're licensed to do so. Um, we're out of Orange County. That's between L.A. and San Diego County and Southern California. Uh, KPP Financial is a little bit different. You know, we we don't uh, take we we don't take anybody's opinion or recommendations. We do all our unbiased guidance on ourselves. We do it ourselves. We like to invest in the same things as our clients with our own money. We do that pretty consistently. I mean, very consistently. Um, I encourage you to take advantage of our offer: free portfolio review. Call KPP office in, in Irvine, California, KPP Financial, and be happy to talk to you. I think after speaking with us for just a short period of time, you understand we're a little different. We're we're pretty straightforward, and a lot of a lot of many money managers are, but we also like to put our money where our mouth is. So, give us a call. Try us out. We want to help you. We really do. This is Invest Talk. Justin Klein. I thank you for your participation and helping us achieve over forty nine million downloads since it began. So next up, I will play another listener question from 888-99-CHART. Hang on. In today's world, a variety of factors are affecting the stock markets. Serious investors know building a secure financial future requires hard work and determination. That's why now, more than ever, when it comes to the planning, execution, and maintenance of your portfolio, you need InvestTalk. InvestTalk is a free download. Your participation makes it unique. Don't forget to call InvestTalk, 888-99-CHART. Okay, 888-992-4278. We're going to talk to Bill in Northern California. Hi, Bill. Hey, wow, that was quick. I was barely uh, had to wait a second. Yeah. Um, thank you, Steve. Um, no problem. Yeah, Valero, I've owned this since uh, fall, and it's up pretty good from where I bought it. And I just wonder, you know, how you would uh, perceive this. You know, if, if I, I mean, I, I like things that move a lot, like this is a commodity. I would like to eventually, you know, sell it, and maybe buy it back lower. You know, follow the trend like uh -huh. a swing trade. But yeah. if you were going to do that, what, you know, how would you see it according to how it's trending now? Well, it looks like it's right near its triple top right now, um, and. It has higher lows, but a top that's pretty tough at $140, $145, and the stock is at $143.21 today. It broke out earlier in the day and then came all the way back, which is a little bit disappointing because it came all the way back to that, you know, actually it was, what, two or three, this week. So, like, four days ago it broke out, and it's come back. Which is disappointing. You wanted to break out and stay above the last high, which was 146, but it hasn't. Um, it's still pretty cheap. They're going to make $20.45 this year per share, $143 stock. That tells you that, you know, it's like 5 PE. They're going to make uh, much less next year, though. They're estimated to make $14.45 next year, which is makes the PE 10. So the value is not as great as it was. I think it's going to be more volatile because of that. It's still inexpensive. Um, but 
I don't know if I do a swing trade on it. I like buying, holding, earn the 2.7% dividend, and any capital gain I get. Yeah, but they don't have a lot of debt. Valero Energy, everybody, VLO, engaged in refining, marketing, fuels, and petroleum products in Canada, U.S., and Aruba. So it's in the energy field, where a lot of high-performance stocks have been recently this year, the last few months. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. We have one goal here, to help you achieve financial freedom. And our work continues after the break. So get your questions in now, 888-99-CHART. Now, each time I host the Invest Talk podcast, I have the satisfaction of taking caller questions and then breaking down the often complex dynamics involved. If you've never called, don't hold back. You can leave your Invest Talk questions on the 24-7 Anytime Listener Line at 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to James out of New York. Hi, James. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Thanks for the call, by the way. You getting a lot of snow Thank up there? You, um, no, not not one bit yet. No, no I thought you were I thought I saw a flood of snow coming your way. And yeah, we missed it. Well good. Okay. Okay, good. Yeah, thank thankfully. Um, I wanted to just revisit. I rebalanced my 401k very recently, okay. and I'm 36 years old, and I took a more of an aggressive shift where 60% of my allocations is in small and mid-cap stocks. And one of the offerings in my very limited plan is UBVFX. And it's a small value fund, J.P. Morgan. What I'd uh-huh. like to know is, it, am I taking too much risk? I have quite a bit of time left, but am I overdoing it by putting 60% in small and mid-caps at this time? Frankly, I think at this time is probably the best time to do it. I mean, I realize we don't know if the market's going to go down more, right? We don't know that. But we do know small-cap stocks got beat up. And so did tech stocks and tech small caps, even worse. So they've found very severely underperformed in the last couple of years. But that, don't you want to buy when something's on sale? Yeah. And do I? Do you think the, think the stock market is going to crash terribly? I don't think so because I think that we're just going to go into a mild recession. And therefore, I don't know where the bottom is. And I think this is just as good point as a, for a bottom of the market as any can't go wrong i mean eventually they're going to come back just have to be a little patient now it could come back very soon and the problem you have here is when do you get out of or cut back and that you've got to cut back when you're really really happy because they've done so well right but what when's that i don't know just like i don't know the bottom but i think it's a good time you asked if it was a good time to be a little bit more aggressive and i think this is the time you start to move to be a little bit more aggressive, especially if you have a lot of time and you can be patient. You don't, if you're one of, the, if you're an A type personality, you can't stand, you know, the volatility. Then you shouldn't be participating in the small cap section because that's pretty volatile stuff. But I think it's a good, I, I think it's a good bet, Jason. I do. So I, I'd stick with it. I would. Okay. Um, why would a bank close you? Banks do close people's accounts all the time. There are certain reasons why they do it. Most of them you can avoid very easily, okay? Inactivity. If you open up an account and you don't do anything with it, after a while, a year or two years, they'll close you. 
You know, unless it's a huge amount of money you put in there. But if it's small, they don't want it. Cost them money. If you have negative balance at any length of time and don't bring it up, they'll close your account. Excess overdrafts. You keep over pulling money out and there's no money there. Remember, they got to answer to the SC, to the banking authorities in their state and nationally uh, about these things. That they're the reason why they can't accept overdrafts too many because then they'll be downgraded for that. They also will close your account for bounce checks, fraud, and policy violations of the agreement that you made when you deposited your money. So there are, those are the main reasons that they will close your account, and all these probably can be avoided fairly easy. I mean, unless you lost your job all of a sudden and you just bought a house and you're really upside down. But even then, you know, these things can easily be avoided. U.S. productivity, U.S. productivity is stalling. One of five workers admit to doing the bare minimum at work. Q2 productivity fell, and it fell sharply. Q2 from Q from uh, Q1 to the end of the year fell sharply for the four quarters of last year. It was uh, productivity was really bad. Has that have anything to do with working people working from home? Everybody says, "Oh, I'm so much more productive when working from home." But is that coming out to be true in the numbers? I don't know. I'm asking the question here. I don't know the answer. But, you know, one in five say they do the bare minimum. Okay, well, you don't have to do more than the bare minimum, but you're not going to get ahead either. I'm Steve Pease, and this completes another Investop program. Justin Klein, I thank you for listening, and we encourage you to tell your friends and family members about our free podcast downloads. Get your downloads anytime at iTunes, Google Play, and or Spotify. And we do appreciate everybody for listening and downloading. We have 49.2 million downloads, and thank you very much. Please be sure to review us and rate us on iTunes if you download there. Your privacy of rating raises our profile, helps spread the word. Independent thinking share success. This is Invest Talk. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Invest Talk is a trademark of KPP Financial. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them. Specifically, nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell security. Because such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein, Pavlis, and Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor firm which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein is chief executive officer of Klein, Pavlis, and Peasley Financial. Thank you for listening, and your comments and questions are welcome on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.